Hillary Rodham spent her early years in Park Ridge, Illinois, a dry, as in drink-free, waspy suburb of Chicago. In her child-rearing book, It Takes a Village, she says she grew up in a family that looked like it was straight out of the 1950s television sitcom Father Knows Best. Hugh Ellsworth Rodham, my father, was a self-sufficient, tough-minded, small businessman who ran a plant that screen-printed and sold drapery fabrics. This description of her father seems generous about a man who, by Gail Shee's rendition, was emotionally abusive and impossible to please. She describes a supportive village surrounding her in childhood. Grandparents, aunts, uncles, and cousins all pitched in if illness or some other misfortune strained the family. As Carl Bernstein notes in his biography of Hillary, she does not mention such misfortunes as her father cutting his brother down from a noose. Hillary has a long history of being economical with the truth, which is why Bernstein says of her voluminous but minimally informative memoir, Living History, that its principal value is as insight into how Hillary sees herself and wants the story of her life to be told— it is often at variance with my reporting, other books, and with newspapers and periodicals as well. One can forgive Hillary's reticence about sharing the unpleasantries of her childhood, but her early environment resembled the world of Thomas Hobbes more than that of 1950s TV. As Gail Shee reported, Hugh Rodham was a gruff, authoritarian drillmaster, a political reactionary who demanded austerity, discipline, and self-reliance. Displays of emotion were regarded as signs of weakness. Her mother, Dorothy Howell, had a rough childhood. Born to a 15-year-old mother, Dorothy had parents who split up when she was eight and disappeared from her life. She was left in the care of what she describes as a demeaning grandmother, who then fobbed her off on strangers who worked her for room and board. Hillary told a college classmate that her parents' fights were so distressing that she felt as if she was losing the top of her head. It was an atmosphere that demanded toughness and self-reliance. Young Hillary picked up the conservatism of her father and her surroundings. In junior high, she fell under the influence of a history teacher, Paul Carlson, a follower of the frothing anti-communist Senator Joe McCarthy. As Carlson told she, the young Hillary was a hawk. A few years later, though, she found another guru, one she'd stick with for years— a young new pastor at the First Methodist Church of Park Ridge named Don Jones. Hillary has always been very much a Methodist. Jones was a dashing intellectual who helped open Hillary's mind. He got the church youth reading D.H. Lawrence and E.E. Cummings, listening to Bob Dylan and talking about Picasso. He took his flock to the south side of Chicago to meet some black youth. But despite this new affiliation, she hadn't given up on the reactionary Carlson, She joined his discussion club to get a taste of his roster of hard-right speakers. In April 1962, Jones took her to hear Martin Luther King Jr. speak in Chicago and then meet him backstage. She was moved, but not enough to stop her from campaigning for Barry Goldwater, a man whose candidacy was the overture to the right's long rise in American politics in 1964. Though it's sometimes occluded by rhetoric and gestures— Like the austere Protestantism, that conservative political streak never went away. Hillary fans dismiss her Goldwater fandom as a youthful indiscretion, but she professed a continuing allegiance in a 1996 interview. I feel like my political beliefs are rooted in the conservatism that I was raised with. 
I don't recognize this new brand of republicanism that is afoot now, which I consider to be very reactionary, not conservative in many respects. I am very proud that I was a Goldwater girl. Her distinction between reactionary and conservative is hard to parse. Goldwater voted against the 1964 Civil Rights Act, wanted to privatize Social Security, and once suggested that we lob one into the men's room at the Kremlin.